Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. For a look back on today's match, this is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United, The Home Depot, with more ways to help take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. AT&T, the official wireless partner of Atlanta United, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing, and Piedmont, an official healthcare provider of Atlanta United. The home for MLS in Atlanta, sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. A wild one this afternoon here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Five combined goals, all scored in the second half. Atlanta United comes from behind at two different points in the second half to defeat D.C. United 3-2. A lot of unusual things in this match. Two fullback scoring for Atlanta United. Joseph Martinez scoring again, coming on as a substitute. Two assist game for Brooks Lennon. Two assist game for Tiago Almada. Um, it, it is a win that keeps you alive because now Atlanta United moves to 10th in the East in points per match. They're only three points out of fifth. They're only three points out of the playoff position right now. At the moment, they're even on games with Orlando and New England who are in that clump, but they'll play later. So now if you're an Atlanta United fan, you're going to be rooting for New York City against Orlando tonight and L.A. Galaxy at New England tonight. And uh, we'll see what happens. But you've at least kept yourself in a position now, Jason, where if you can get something out of this upcoming road trip, I think four points would be a really good goal. I think three <laughs> points would be excellent on this road trip. But if you get three on the road trip, you're going to come back here with, with uh, your playoff home still very much alive. Yeah, four points at Philly and at Portland is asking a lot. I, I think if you get anything out of the road trip, you're happy. You're not going in playing for draws. So th this team doesn't really have that in their DNA. They're going to go and try to play with both teams. I'm curious to see what the strategy will be with the travel, with what Philly does in terms of their press. Do you try to make them play a little bit, concede possession? 
try to you know get away from what you do to a degree in a game where if you get a point out of that, you're ecstatic because Philadelphia has been wrecking people at home right now. Can you get something there and then really gear up for Portland, who has been all over the place at home but got a big win this weekend against their rival Seattle as Portland starts to get things going. So you're going on the road for two. Anything you get, in my mind, is a plus. I think what, ha what happens after today, getting this win, first you should have some momentum. It reinforces the fight that this team has. And second, it creates a couple of massive games, one at home, one on the road, that almost turn into elimination games with Toronto here, and Toronto's been good as of late, and then a trip to Orlando. Yeah, uh, critical match. Those two are critical. more important than getting anything in this road trip in my mind. I agree. Now, I, I would also, and we'll get into this a little bit later, I, I'm almost of the mindset you rotate in Philadelphia because Portland also plays midweek in Austin. I think yeah. if you're looking at the road trip and what is most attainable, it would be that Portland game. So, you know, we we talked about in the booth, maybe you concede possession to Philadelphia, a team that is uncomfortable playing with the ball. You use it as license to rotate. Whatever you get out of the match, okay, but you position yourself for Portland on Sunday. I think we've seen them play against pressing teams with Cincinnati, with the Red Bulls, and, and show a system that can work. I think you can go 5-4-1 slash 5-3-2 there, maybe be a little bit safer in terms of trying to play out of the back and make Philly have to try to carry the game. Now, they've been great as of late, but so much of that is created from their press. Take that away from them a little bit. Treat it like a playoff game and see what you can steal out of there. Let's go to the men of the match, brought to you by Heineken. Very difficult to separate Brooks Lennon and Tiago Almada today, so we're going to let them both share it. Lennon had two assists. Almada had two assists. Uh, and both of them, I think, defensively did some very good work in the second half of this match. Yeah, you expect a little more of that from Lennon being on the back line. Almada has really turned into a, a complete central midfielder. You expect him to be a 10 and sit and wait to spray passes. He drops deep, not just to get in possession, but to defend. And I thought he was so essential in building up the play, switching the point of attack for Atlanta United today. Lennon with two primary assists, Almada with a primary and a secondary. Both were outstanding. Both passed over 80% today in total. Both were great. Couldn't separate them. Brooks Lennon, Tiago Almada, our men of the match, brought to you by Heineken. Let's go downstairs now outside the Atlanta United dressing room. Someone who was very quickly becoming one of Jason and I's favorite players on this team, Amar Sadich, who uh, had a very, very busy afternoon in this chaotic match. He joins us downstairs. Amar, congratulations on the win. What was the message in the team talk? Because uh, that was one that you, you really had to work hard for in a very, very bumpy second half. Thank you guys for the, for the nice words. But, um, no, it was definitely it was a, it was a hard-fought win. Uh, I think for us to score three goals with our head, that's something you don't really <laughs> see uh, very too often. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, I think the message was kind of belief. Um, this season's had a lot of ups and downs, and... Uh, we've been kind of obviously um, responsible for for that. You know, we we take accountability. So uh, belief was kind of the message. We had to keep fighting uh, after the first half. We knew that the second half they're going to come out strong. Of course, you know, they scored in the first what two minutes. Never ideal in any situation, especially at home. So from there, yeah, the belief continued to grow and. 
created chances after chances after chances, and uh, yeah, that's what you get from this group all the time. The combination of you and Santiago Sosa in the midfield. In Columbus, we saw Sosa going forward a lot, you sitting and covering for him. First half, it felt like the other way around. You nearly got a goal. How is the communication between the two of you, and are you starting to build some chemistry in there? Absolutely. Uh, I think even with Tiago also in the middle, you have to understand that yep. the three of us have uh, we, we have understanding of each other's movements and we try to make sure that if one guy goes too high, there's a, a good balance in the other half spaces. Uh, so for me, like in Columbus, when Santiago would go high, I would understand that, okay, my role was to kind of be in front of the defense there and pick up second balls and distribute and slow the game down or speed it up. And uh, today just happened to be the other way around. I got to get around the box a little bit more. Uh, had an opportunity at goal a couple times and uh, wouldn't go in. But, um, yeah, nonetheless, it's just uh, respect amongst each other um, and, yeah, playing for the guy next to you. So I think we have uh, a good relationships between the three of us in that sense. Amara, in the 28th minute, what was your reaction when that shot was parried away by Ochoa? I think I, I don't. I haven't watched the replay, but I'm pretty sure like I was so confident it was going in. I might have started running to celebrate, which is, <laughs> which is a little <laughs> not not very professional. But um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch that and then kind of learn from that and see how I can put it more in the corner so uh, keepers can't get to it. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, proud of the boys and the performance, and uh, it feels good to get three points at home again. And you did get an assist on the Joseph goal. Really, it was a great team goal. Joseph with a great finish, but I thought it was a really good team goal on that equalizer in the 62nd minute. Give me your view of that goal and your involvement in it. Uh, yeah, I think it came from one of their set pieces. Uh, I think Rocco played Tiago, and then Luis or Joseph attracted uh, with all the runs. So I saw the opposite side of the field, sprinted there. Uh, Tiago obviously looked up, um, played me there, and then I wanted to slow the game down originally and try to kind of find the open space, uh, but nonetheless, I think Santi got pressured, played me back, and then I just saw a little hole for Brooksy, and I know Brooksy loves that channel. And then you give the ball to Brooksy, he does his little thing, little shimmy, puts <laughs> it into the box, and I mean, Joseph, that, that's what that's what Joseph's known for, being lethal in those areas. He found a good spot, a great header, and a good goal. So, yeah, got us buzzing. With Brooks back in the team, it, it feels like things have opened up in the attack so much more. Is that a situation where, you know, you slow the game down there to, to let everything evolve? Do you feel him making that long overlap and run and knowing you've got to feed him there? Oh, absolutely. I, I think uh, even from playing in academy with Brooksy, I, I know that he loves to go forward all the time and uh, he likes those situations. He, get, he gets upset when he, he's in that channel and you don't play him the ball. Um, but, no, with him, he has such a, he has such a great – little shimmy and he's able to free himself and kind of get that little space for the for the whipped ball and uh yeah he creates a lot of chances for us i, I think he, he should have definitely m many more assists than he does already this year but uh today it was spot on and um yeah he got two assists so that's fantastic all right amar one more for you really since the fourth of july outside of the la match you guys have been very good on the road it's been hard to get wins but you've played very respectively and have gotten more than a few draws this upcoming road trip is going to be tough. Is it just kind of a one-match-at-a-time mentality right now for this team? Absolutely. I, I think going from, from here on out, I mean, we've been saying this for, for a little while now that uh, every game's a final from, from this point on. Um, I think now we're three points from a playoff position. You are. Um, so going into Philly, uh, Philly's a, a very tough away opponent. It, we're going to have to – we're really going to have to band together uh, everybody's gonna have to run together. We're gonna have to fight on every first and second ball 
and we're gonna have to beat them at their own game. Uh, I think that's what it's gonna come down to. So uh, we'll look at that game first, and then we'll go to Portland. But uh, nonetheless, all focused on Philly because uh, we can definitely we can definitely take Philly, no problem. I, I, we have a lot of confidence, a lot of talent, and uh, we have a very cohesive group that I think can can really hurt any team in this league. So uh, not not always the results that we wanted to kind of you know put us there, but. Uh, nonetheless, it's, it's something that we're, we're proving more and more that we're a very dangerous team in the attack, um, but we're also willing to fight together just like we did today. So let's let's just keep moving that forward. All right, Amar, well played today, and uh, we're going to spend a lot of time together this week on the road, so we're looking forward to that. Sounds See you there. Good. Thank you, guys. All the best. All right, Amar Sadich as uh, he gets an assist on the equalizer for Joseph Martinez. Atlanta United beats D.C. United 3-2. Let's go back downstairs now. Gonzalo Pineda is at the podium. Brooks Lennon against their fullback or their midfielder. And then Luis Araujo with a couple breaks in the middle, some shots. So I felt that against a team that is completely on their own third, I think the movement of the ball was quite good. It's just we were not clinical because if you score the first goal, maybe they have to step up and you create more chances. That's the game. And that's, that's why we always say that the goals uh, changed games. And unfortunately, we were not that um, clinical in the first half. And that's what, what probably changed a little bit the game. Uh, uh, Parata scored the, the go-ahead goal basically right as soon as the subs were about to come on, which were some more attacking subs. I'm sure you already had those in mind. Um, so then you were out there protecting a one-goal lead with a pretty attacking lineup out there. It looked like a 4-1-4-1. Um, how do you think the team kind of managed those those final moments of the game? Um, and, and was the, the intention to go out there and try to, try to score the fourth to, to settle it? Yeah, it's a very good question because, you know, obviously we prepare some scenarios for subs and we have all the bench and we all of our game changers and then uh, we try to manage, okay, if we are down, what we do, if we are tying, what we do, if we are winning, what we do. Um, so um, in that scenario, we, we knew that probably a little bit more width with uh, Edwin Mosquera, a little bit more creativity with Marcelino in the middle and obviously Joseph's quality on top of the box. Uh, could have helped, so that's what we did. I think that uh, on on um, uh, putting a little bit more quality in the middle of the park and more attacking-minded football from that part of the field. And then Edwin was very good for me, just he missed the goal, but he was very dangerous in, in, in the limited minutes that he played. And obviously Joseph had two or three chances that, you know, we are happy he's, he's getting those. Um, so yes, we tried to throw more of the attacking players we had, and then I our two centre-backs just scoring goals uh, um, and, and that's very good because honestly I'm very happy for them, they train a lot, headers and headers and they are staying after after the trainings with, with Eugenio training headers and headers and doing a lot of work on directional header uh, from our side to improve on that and I felt that Alan Franco's goal was outstanding, was a very good goal uh, and, and then uh, Purata is having that you know tendency to being good areas in those type of crosses. So I'm very happy for both of them, for Joseph's goal, especially because all of those helped the team to win. Um, last week, Amar you know, played really well against Cincinnati, and then you know, I thought he was pretty solid today as well. But he did talk about just the pressure that the players are under recently. Um, and he sort of gave credit to the staff in, in helping them manage that. Can you elaborate on that? Like, what has that been like? And what sort of pressure are you seeing the players under right now? And then about Marcelino, has he accepted this role of coming off the bench? 
Well, uh, first you ask about Amar specifically on the mental side, right? Yes. Okay. Amar mentioned it, but just the players in general. Oh. He mentioned his teammates as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he mentioned pressure like that. I think he 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 understands the pressure of being in a team like this, but not that particular. Now we're under pressure. I don't think the team uh, feels under particular pressure. Yes, there's the urgency for winning. Yes, we have the full motivation to win and that, but I don't feel the team is pressured. When you are pressed and you are under pressure, normally you tend to shut down and you panic a little bit, and I don't see the team in that mood. I see the team with full commitment. I see the team with full urgency. So I, I don't know exactly what Amar tried to say there, but I don't feel like the team is under pressure. But uh, more than the, the normal pressure that you get at playing at Atlanta United. That's the normal pressure you get because we know the standards of the, of the club. We know where we should be on the standings, but we are not. And obviously, we have that urgency to come back to those spots. We are now three points away from, from playoffs and probably against the uh, uh, you know, relationship with the fifth place. So we are three points away of of being there again. So we're going to fight, we're going to compete for that spot, and that's the urgency we feel. Uh, the staff, I always, I always uh, uh, highlight my staff, and it's not just the coaching staff, but the medical side, the sports science department, the, 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 the analytics that, that are always under, under the support of the team and how we can uh, help the team to be better. And I think that's been fantastic from the whole, the whole staff. And uh, I'm very grateful with the staff I have so far. All right, uh, Gonzalo Pineda with his post-game remarks following Atlanta United's 3-2 win over D.C. United this afternoon. I love Amar Sviedic's comments to us, by the way, I, I, and I think he talked a lot about accountability and being dissatisfied with uh, some of the results this year. And I, I think what Amar was trying to get at was they know that they have put themselves in a position where there is, to use a Pineda word, urgency. And today was a match where, I mean, I, I think flat out we can say if Atlanta United did not earn three points today at home against D.C. United, they would have put themselves in a nearly impossible position with seven matches to go. Now their position looks a little more possible. Yeah, urgency is the, the word. I, I like the way Pineda put that because, of course, there's pressure with being in an Atlanta United kit. Of course, there's pressure because of the expectations of the club. That's that's not a surprise. What I think Gonzalo was trying to, to stress there is that the conversation maybe externally is not the same conversation internally mm -hmm. on the training pitch, at the training ground, as the team prepares for games about the pressure that they're under. I think this team, and we've seen it traveling with them, We've seen it in games. We've seen it in the way they respond in some of these moments and some of these chaotic games that the pressure is not stifling them. The pressure is not getting to them. I think they're handling it well. They've been given the tools to solve the problems that happen. Look, they're giving up too many goals. There's no way around that. You, know, you give up this many goals. They've scored 10 in the last five games. That's great. Two goals a game. That's usually going to get you wins. You look at the historic numbers for Atlanta United with two goals. They're, they're great. But you can't give up two a game. And, and that's what it comes down to. 
they're handling it as well as they can right now, and they're consistently fighting through it. But I don't think the pressure is stifling them. I talked about it in the first half. I thought they felt tight at times. I thought they felt you know, maybe a little surprised by the on-field pressure from D.C. United in terms of the way they were defending high up the field. They needed to loosen up a bit. thought that happened honestly in the first half Mm -hmm. it got better as the first half went on if you get a goal in the first half I think it's a very different game Atlanta has to come from behind and 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 they did twice and they got it done but the conversation I think this is the biggest thing that fans outside have to remember here is whatever the conversation is on social media or whatever the conversation is at one of the the many watering holes around Mercedes-Benz Stadium that doesn't mean it's the same conversation in the locker room. That doesn't mean it's the same conversation on the training pitch. And, and I think Atlanta United has shown that this season. I, and, look, I, I don't think we're giving away any off-the-record stuff or behind-the-scenes stuff we shouldn't be saying. I, I would just say, you know, Jason and I, we travel with the team. I think our interactions with the team and what we've noticed is that this team is rather loose, mm-hmm. to be totally honest. With you. I don't think that's giving away any privileged information. I think no. – you know, this team likes each other, and they're very, very uh, loose right now, but also understanding the urgency of the matter at hand. The statistical recap for today's match brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. And uh, here we go again. This is uh, one of those matches where if it did not end in an Atlanta United win, we'd be pointing to these stats and saying, this is cruel. Shots for 25-10 to 10 Atlanta. Shots on target, 9-3 Atlanta. Possession, 59-41 Atlanta. Key passes 20 to 5 Atlanta. Expected goals 2.09 to 1.04 Atlanta. Corners 8 4 Atlanta. Duels 51 49 Atlanta. Passing accuracy where Atlanta United's been very good all year, below their standard today at 81%, but still better than DC's 73%. And the, uh, uh, the fouls were 12 10 conceded by. Atlanta in a match that was tightly called but consistently called by referee Nima Sagafi. Okay, we'll come back. We'll have the highlights. Don't forget to send us your questions and comments on Twitter at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. Full-time report continues in a moment as Atlanta United defeats D.C. United 3-2 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Back live of a full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9, the game Atlanta United, 3-2 winners over D.C. United this afternoon. We've Atlanta United's defeated D.C. a lot over the last three years, five times as a matter of fact. So um, we're, we're starting to kind of dig pretty deep in the library of D.C. area musicians. So bear with us here on the full-time report. We're going yeah. to go a little obscure at times. Yeah, no, I mean, Fugazi's a little obscure in terms of mainstream. One of the more influential hardcore bands you're going to find. DC has had a thriving hardcore scene. Uh, maybe a little challenging to find some that are radio-friendly. So <laughs> I, I went with the waiting room by Fugazi to kick us off. Uh, we'll see where else we go. That's the only one we've been able to agree upon so far. So uh, let's get to the highlights of today's match. All the scoring, all the scoring in a 25-minute span of the second oh, see, half. I already got a thank you on Twitter for Fugazi. So well, that was quick. Job done. Thank okay. you, John Roper. All right, good. Um, all the scoring in the, the first 25 minutes of the second half, Atlanta United overcoming two second-half deficits. Here was the first of those five goals. It came in the 47th minute, and it was by Ravel Morrison of D.C. United. And it's Gadiri looping it to the penalty spot, headed away by Parata. Trapped by Rodriguez, top of the 18, pitched back into the penalty spot, headed away by Franco. Trapped in a drive. Score! From outside the 18, it is Ravel Morrison, and it's 1-0 to D.C. Morrison, who played at Derby County for Wayne Rooney in 2021, comes over here, and it, I, he looks like a quality player. And oh, he's, he's a very quality quality player. I think the question's always been for him, the expectations have been so high since coming up at, at Manchester United. He was good at, at Derby County in 21-22, the, the last season that, that Rooney was there. Derby was a wild situation for everybody involved as they're basically broke and bankrupt and went through potential buyer after potential buyer. Looked like there was going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Finally, there's not. But you saw with Wayne Rooney convincing Morrison to come to Derby with him, and then one of his first additions here bringing him in. Shot takes a deflection. It's a little unfortunate for Rios Novo. Comes off of Sosa's shoulder. But you see the skill from Morrison to chest that down and hit the volley maybe on goal, but the deflection helps him out a bit. Atlanta United does not sulk, though, after giving up the goal. They earn a corner, and two minutes after the Morrison goal, Alan Franco gets the equalizer for Atlanta United. Atlanta United looking for a quick equalizer here after being stunned in the first minute of the second half on D.C.'s fourth shot of the match. This will come out of the near corner from Almada. Goal to our left. Sends it to the edge of the six. Header! Score! 
in the 49th minute. You said that's Alan Franco's first league goal ever? Yes. Alan Franco, uh, first off, it's a towering header. Gonzalo Pineda talked about how good it was. He gets up over everybody and powers it home. It's not a well-placed header. It's it's placed well, but it's not that that's how it beat Ochoa. Ochoa has no time to react because of the power. It's Franco's second goal ever at the club level with a senior team, but his first in league play. He scored for Independiente in the Copa Sudamericana in 2017-18, but that's his first goal in an Atlanta United shirt. All right, so 1-1 in the 49th minute after that goal. Six minutes later, D.C., Jason said it was kind of out of nowhere. I agree with him. In the 55th minute, they get this goal from Ola Kamara to take a 2-1 lead. Morrison, 35 yards from goal, sends it to the halfway line to Burnbaum. Square to Alfaro behind center spot. Alfaro approached by Arruz, then turns and will pitch down the right wing. This is a long, long run that Nahar will get to. Nahar to the corner of the 18. Here's a cross by Dirk and header score. Ola Kamara, 2-1 DC as Atlanta United falls asleep defensively again. I don't think they fell asleep defensively. I think it shows how challenging it is with the changes in the back. With no Brad Gazan, who you would hear Brad Gazan yelling on that one, organizing. We could have heard him up here. <laughs> you don't get that from Rocco Rios Novo. He's a little bit quieter. Durkin puts in a great cross, but Kamara got into a pocket behind Franco. And you saw Alan Franco's reaction. He doesn't know he's there. And yeah, part of that, you, you've got to say, okay, he's got to be aware of that. But the way the, the whole play evolved, it's a long ball from Alfaro into the corner. Nahar runs it down, cuts it back. Durkin hits a first-time cross. Franco doesn't have time to check his shoulder there. You've got to have the communication from the others around you. And I think his frustration was that he didn't get any help in that moment knowing there's a player behind him close enough to where he could take a couple steps back and maybe deal with it, but far enough away from Parata that he can't come across to it, and the cross was good enough that Rios Novo can't come for it. So 2-1 D.C. in the 55th minute, but then six minutes later, Atlanta United equalizes again. It's Joseph Martinez, and I'm going to call this the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. Rocco then with a baseball pass out to Almada on the left wing. Atlanta countering for right to left. Good ball, Almada. Ahead to Sainich, making a run down the right wing. Across the halfway line, he'll pull the air brake and now square to Sosa. Given back to Sainich on the right wing. Overlapping Lennon as Sainich comes forward. He slips it through now to Lennon. On the right wing, he dribbles into the far corner to the end line, Lennon. Here's his cross for Joseph. Header! Score! Build the statue! Joseph Martinez equalizes for Atlanta United. The the goal is so well worked. It's so well worked with that switch from Almada to Sadich. And we heard Amar just talk about this with us. Right instincts to slow the play down, get numbers with him so he has more options. And Amar Sadich and Brooks Lennon, you know, Amar mentioned it. They played together in the RSL Academy. You know, we always think of Amar from his time in Montreal. They were together in the academy with Real Salt Lake, so they know each other so well. That's where you have those little societies on the field. Amar knows where Brooks is going to go. He doesn't have to look, doesn't have to wait. He knows exactly where he's going to go. He knows he wants to be fed there. Amar feeds him. And Brooks Lennon, what a cross. And we talk about crosses all the time in this town from the right side of the field. 
And Brooks Lennon <laughs> has delivered since he came back from injury. This team looks so different in the attack. Brooks Lennon's been a big, big part of that. Yeah, totally agree. And for over 20 years, Scan Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates at excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. 2-2 at that point in the 61st minute, and then nine minutes later, this would turn out to be the game winner, and it's Brooks Lennon again, this time finding Juanjo Parata to win the match for Atlanta United. Action at the goal to our left, 25 yards away, square to the near post. It's Arujo knocking it off the wall. Back to Arujo at the top of the arc. He lets it roll and now dribbles off to the right. Still in the attacking third right side. Arujo gives it to Almada. Almada fakes the cross. Now he will pitch to the left side of the 18. Sosa lets it bounce to Lennon. Lennon in the near corner. Takes a touch. Cross to the back post. Header! Score! Jose Parata! has scored three second-half goals to take the lead. Another well-worked situation. Almada at the heart of it. And Lennon stayed on that side. It's a free kick initially. Lennon could have taken it. Adarujo could have taken it. It goes into the wall. Lennon stays on the left side. So that cross is even more difficult to deal with with Lennon hitting the in-swinging cross. Typically, we see them swinging away from the goal. This one... It's just brutal if he puts it on frame to try to defend. And I don't know what it is about Juan Jose Parata in terms of winning aerial duels. The ball seems to find him, and he's always in that right spot, and he buries this one. No chance. No chance for Ochoa. Probably the best scoring chance in the final 20 minutes of the match, plus stoppage was, in my judgment, D.C. in stoppage time forced to scramble clear by Atlanta United. But Atlanta United holds on for a 3-2 win in a match where all three goals were headed in and two of the goals were by fullbacks. Center backs. Center backs. Center backs. One, one thing, too, that was very impressive on the Parata goal, I think you hit a little bit of, like, vibrato in, in your, uh, <laughs> your call. Like, that's, I'm working that's on impressive. It. The yeah. Italian coming out in Yeah, yeah, I, I'm working. I like this Parata. I like pronouncing his name, yeah, uh, especially in the, celebratory that ways. That's really impressive. I will tell you one thing again, just in our brief associations with uh, this team, some of the players that have been brought in midseason, Ronaldo Cisneros, great guy. Juanjo Parata, great guy. And I think they've really enhanced the team chemistry. Again, just in some observations of what I have seen off the pitch. Rocco Rios Novo as well. He was here before, but he feels a lot more mature in those moments. Uh, I want to I want to add to something I said a minute ago about mm -hmm. Franco and that second DC goal. Looking back at it again on the highlights, getting a little more detailed look, what's, why Franco's so frustrated on that is when Nahar cuts it back to Durkin, Franco's trying to step out. He wants everybody to step out so they can catch Kamara offside. Parata's a step late to get there. That was the frustration. Communication's part of that, but he's trying to step out. You see him turn and do this with his arms to push everybody out the typical motion, and they didn't all do it in sync, and that's how that cross ends up in the back of the net. But like you said earlier, it's a lot easier to break all of that down in a constructive way after a win as opposed to a loss. That's the trial. massive element of it is, you know, you can it, – it's funny as a coach in situations like Atlanta United's dealt with this year, 
you have to a lot of times put your arm around guys after a loss, especially in the way the season's gone with all the injuries, all the chaos, all the craziness of that and the lineup changes and just dealing with it. After losses, it's a little more put your arm around console in general. Now, Wayne Rooney took a different approach after losing 6-0. That's a different situation. But after a win, you can be a little hard on the mistakes. It's harder to do that after a loss because you don't want to kill the guys for the next game in a narrow game. After a win, you can go back to that moment and say, look, this is what your captain is doing. This is what your center back, Alan Franco, is doing. Nobody's reacting to him. That, that can't happen. The cross at the end, it created some chaos for D.C. Late in the game, you're trying to kill it and put it away. That cross can't come in the 18. Those kinds of things you can now sit down as you get ready for Philadelphia and say, hey, we got the win. In spite of these, these can't happen again. Jason did mention Rocco Rios Nova, and Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United Queen Sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total currently $8,000. We'll come back, take your questions and comments on Twitter after this. Send them to us at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. More of the full-time report in a moment. Atlanta United defeats D.C. United 3-2 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. After the end of a good fight, deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta United defeating D.C. United this afternoon, 3-2. Music is always kind of a central theme of the full-time <laughs> report after a win. 
And this is, of course. You can't go wrong with Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill. You cannot go wrong with Johnny Gill. Is he from, like, D.C. proper or, like, from the Born outskirts? in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that counts. Um, I, I do want to make a musical note for a moment before we go to the, the questions and comments on Twitter. Okay. That drum line that they brought into the supporter yes. section today was awesome. Yeah. And I hope they do that again because I felt it really added a lot and really uniquely Atlanta. You know, we go to stadiums across the league where, yeah, I mean, they have drums and and it enhances the environment. But having that drum line here today, I thought gave it a really unique Atlanta sound and really, really enhanced the overall atmosphere here at the stadium. Yeah, a group created, I think it's Atlanta Old School Drummers and Atlanta Public Schools is involved in it, high school students. Yeah, it sounds different. I think typically the drums that we hear in some other venues are coming from a Latin perspective, and I love that too. Yes. This is a different feel, and it created a little more of that chaos and that noise and just what this building can be. Great work with the supporters groups getting involved with Atlanta Old School Drummers, and I'd love to see more of that going forward. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, before we get to your questions and comments on Twitter, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. The Atlanta United play here. WZGC Atlanta. It's WZGC HD1. An Odyssey station. All right. Uh, Nick says from the opposite end of the stadium, maybe he was sitting near the drummers. Yes. Uh, he says he missed DC's second goal, and those around me blamed Rocco. Would you all go through what went wrong again, please? Yeah, I went through it in the last segment. I think looking back at it, um, one, Give credit to Chris Durkin for putting in a great cross. Give credit to Andy Nahar for running down Tony Alfaro's dump into the corner. And give Ola Kamara credit for a really well-placed header. These are all good things that DC did. Now, it came out of nowhere because we hadn't seen a lot of that in the game. So, what happened on the Atlanta perspective? In looking back at it, I think there are communication issues between two center backs, Parata, Franco, and Rocco Rios-Novo. If you're going to look at, at Rocco there, I think you're looking at him commanding his box and being vocal. I think after looking back at it again, I think Alan Franco, as the ball is dropped from Nahar to Durkin, Nahar is almost in the corner. Durkin is maybe 25 yards away from goal out on the right. So that ball's dropped. Alan Franco is trying to have the back line step out to play an offside trap, to catch Ola Kamara in that spot being offside. It looks like from what I could see on the replay, they cut, of course, to the, the cross. Like you see Franco as the ball's dropped. It looks like he turns and is pushing with his arms, like let's step out, let's step out. They didn't all step out in unison. And, and that's where you get out of whack. And that's where you can see that goal. It's It's a good worked cross and header from dc and you can't get away from that that part was really good but i think franco's trying to play an offside trap parata not reacting to it and rios novo isn't vocal at his age and with his experience level in those moments where a brad gazan might be vocal and say get out get out step out you don't need the center back to do it franco's trying to do it and none of them were on the same page um, thank you very, very much to Ricky Ricardo for uh, an important historical note that I missed during the game broadcast. Joseph's goal, his 101st now in MLS, and that ties him for 10th all-time in the league with Taylor Twelman. And Joseph by far 
the fastest of any of the players in the top ten to get into the top ten. So, uh, Ricky Ricardo, thank you for um, that reminder. Um, okay, couple questions about the back pass in the first half by Alan Franco to Rocco. It's not and a back DC pass. DC should have been awarded an indirect kick. It's not a back pass. It's a cross that Franco deflects. I don't think he controls it and then passes it to Rios Novo because it's one time, so there's not multiple touches. You know, can Rios Novo not pick that up and, and play it? Sure. Is it a little risky just knowing how sometimes referees might look at things differently? Maybe, but it's not a back pass. It's a cross that Franco deflects, and the deflection goes to Rios Novo, and he picks it up. There wasn't really much of a complaint from D.C. United, so I don't know why there is one here. Uh, Kevin from Charlotte says, this team has a lot of fight, a great comeback win. Not sure he's optimistic, though, about the playoffs with much, much, much tougher teams up next on the schedule. Always the but, and that's that's been the theme of the conversation that, that at least has been in my timeline of can win I, but. Can I interrupt? Uh, Kevin, by the way, welcome back. Uh, because Kevin did tell us a couple weeks ago the season was over. So welcome back. <laughs> um, uh, Just messing with you, Kevin. We appreciate your feedback. But Kevin did declare, among many others, the season to be over a week or two ago. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm glad the recognition of the fight in this team is there. I, I, I think there were a lot of narratives that ran wild after the Austin game with things being misconstrued and – things being said and all of that, this team has shown with their goals late consistently that they don't give up on games. Yes. Are they as sharp as they should be? No. And with, again, and I know you all hate when this comes up, but you cannot talk about 2022 without talking about injuries and, and that backline situation, that goal. That's a goal where maybe it plays differently if Brad Gazan's in goal, if Miles Robinson is at center back. We'll never know. So you have to deal with the hand that you, you've been dealt. And this team has tried to make that hand into a winning one very often this season. And he did it again today, coming back from two goals down. The rest of the schedule is the rest of the schedule. You know, I mean, you can't compare this team, I think, in any consistent run because how many times have you had an uninterrupted run of games with the same lineup that hasn't been interrupted because of injury? Not often this season. So now you're actually getting the same lineup back-to-back. -back. Okay, that's a good step. I think with what you have to work with, you've hit on something with Sadich in that midfield, giving a little more balance. Lennon back in the group, stretching the field to one side. Wiley's pace on the other side. Gutman as an auxiliary center back, slash third center back, slash left back, slash get forward and score late goals. You know, like you've hit on something that works. So when you look back at, well, this team wasn't very good, uh, a month ago or they weren't good against the Red Bulls or against Austin today's a different team and can they be better against these better opponents yes do they have to be to get into the postseason yes yes you need in my opinion 14 points to feel good about it I, I think you need to get to uh, maybe maybe 13 I think you need to get to 46 I think 46 gets you in you need to get there is that going to be easy no you're going to have to win some big games. But two points per match over your last seven, not totally unheard of either. I mean, that's about the clip that Atlanta United had to play at in the final two months of last season, and they got there. Um, I, I kind of feel like 3-1-3 three, three 
or four one four one and two I think for sure would get them in because four one and yes. two would give them fourteen more points, get them to forty seven. Can they go four one and two over their last seven? Well, at Philadelphia, that might be the loss. That's the uh, toughest th- one. That's going to be the toughest one. At Portland, I think, is an extremely winnable road game. Come back. Play- I don't know if I'm going to say extremely, but it's a winnable road winnable game. Winnable road game. Yeah, extremely is correct. You, you are right. I, I would just also remind everyone, Portland's got to play midweek at Austin. So both of these teams, depending on intent, could come into next Sunday with some battle scars. You're facing tough ones, and Portland's fighting for a playoff spot in the West. You come home, you play Toronto, obviously an enormous match, really the match of the season at that point. Six-pointer. Then, then you go to Orlando. Six-pointer. One week past uh, the Open Cup, and Jason earlier talked about the emotional state that Orlando might be in. That one is critical. Then you come uh, – well, you go into the international break, excuse me, after a home match against Philadelphia, which you've got to at least draw. You've got to at least find a way to get one. Philadelphia's road form has been good, but not spectacular this year. You get the international break. You go to New England, a potential six-point match, and then you have to hope that New York City is not playing for anything on decision day. I don't think it's impossible that Atlanta United could still pull this off. It's going to be difficult. Their margin for error has been compressed. But you got to take it one win at a time. I don't think you have to hope for NYC to, to not be playing for anything there. I think, look... Is it going to be easy? No. The two games that are going to decide it, barring just losing every other game, the two games that are going to decide it, in my opinion, are Toronto at home and at Orlando. Those are the six-pointers that are essential. The New England game's late. Things could be very different by the time you get there in terms of what the Eastern Conference looks like. The two coming up, Toronto and Orlando, are going to decide the season, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. That's what it comes down to. Each game, game by game, the Philly games are going to be tough because Philly's one of the best teams in the league, and they're a difficult opponent with the style of soccer that they play. Can you find something different to get results out of them, whether home or away, doesn't matter at this point. I don't, I don't care about the other games in terms of have to get something here, can afford to drop something here. I don't care. It comes down to you got to beat Toronto at home because you will get three points on a team that you're battling with, and you got to go to Orlando and win. I, I think that's the game that if they if they get six points in those two, they're making the playoffs. A decisive late season match against Toronto. We've never had that before. It's a little <laughs> earlier than we usually get it. That's true. Uh, one more from Dr. Shaglove. And um, I am a little concerned, by the way, because we have not really heard the doctor express how he feels about us before matches lately on Twitter. And I'm beginning to doubt myself a little bit. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he does ask, I think, in a little bit of jest, how do these teams continually score two goals on us when their expected goals is consistently less than one? Welcome to 2022, man. It doesn't yeah. make any sense because <laughs> if you look at the flip side, how is Atlanta not scoring more goals in some of these games when their XG is much higher than, than it, the goals they're putting in the back of the net? It happens sometimes. Generally, you know, you, you get back to the the medium of everything. Generally, things work out over the course of a season. Not always. And, and right now, look, you got to take wins however you can get them. In a game where D.C. didn't really create a whole lot going forward, they get a deflected goal, they get a well-worked goal as you're trying to step out, Kamara's onside, and you go and you create the opportunities that you need to win it. That's what it comes down to. Like, stats are important. Stats can tell you some things. Stats don't measure everything. And I think the biggest thing they don't measure with Atlanta United 
is the vibe with this team that we have seen consistently with bouncing back. A lot of teams with what Atlanta's had to deal with this season would not be in this position. Look at Kansas City, who hasn't had as many injuries as Atlanta United. Kansas City has floundered all year because it's very difficult to overcome injuries in Major League Soccer in a salary cap league. Just flat out is. You have bad injuries, and I made the comparison last week to Liverpool when they finished fourth in the Premier League. It's like, whoa, Liverpool fourth. How does that happen? They had a ton of injuries in the back line. Okay, they can still go out and add more pieces. They're not constrained by a salary cap. And the gap in terms of what they still have versus the rest of the league is very strong. Fourth, they had to battle to get fourth. Okay, but the difference between fourth and tenth in the Premier League is massive. The difference between fourth and tenth in MLS is minuscule. It's lucky bounces. It's deflections. It's those kinds of things. It's players stepping up. It's little things. Atlanta has has consistently shown that they're not going to quit on this season when a lot of teams in their situation have or would. That's why I have hope looking at what's left against tough opponents that they're going to take this as far as they possibly can or they're going to shock a lot of people and play themselves into the playoffs. Just have to stop applying Premier League thoughts and narratives to this MLS is a whole different animal. It's just so different, and it's really, really tiresome to just hear all these, well, it happens this way in the Premier League. It's just totally, totally different in the salary cap. It's just a different conversation because you don't have the gaps. Yes, Atlanta United spends on the players that they can spend on, and they're always going to do that. That's what Arthur Blank has said from day one. But across the entire roster, you have a cap. You can spend a lot on a couple of players. But you have a cap that you have to deal with. And when players get hurt and they miss the season, you can't replace them dollar for dollar. And that's what has been such a challenge. And you mentioned it earlier. And I think it's something that has been lost in the shuffle. Going out and getting Juan Jose Parata, who's given you three goals, who's won a couple of games for you, period. Flat out won the game for you. You went out and got him off of Tigres' bench. A player who was not playing consistently, bring him in on loan to solve the problem of missing Miles Robinson and at times George Campbell and all the other injuries you've dealt with. Impressive get there from Carlos Bocanegra and his front office. Edwin Mosquera, he's come in and provided a spark. Every time he's been on the field, he's made things happen. Love that. Go get a young, talented player who was on loan from Colombia at Aldo Civi in Argentina, a club a lot of people aren't looking at for going to get that talent. You go find him. You go bring Rocco Rios Novo back. You, you go and get Ronaldo Cisneros from Chivas when you need to get him earlier in the year. He's produced and won you games. That's what you have to do when you have injuries in this league. Man, Atlanta has given themselves every opportunity to stay afloat. Now you've found something that I think is working pretty well. Look at all the shots. Look at all the chances created in the last two games, one on the road, one at home. I think this is how you're going to ride. And this group has to concede fewer goals and has to continue to convert at the clip they're converting. If they do that, I think they find their way into the playoffs. Okay, back with the final thought in a moment as we look ahead to Atlanta United's road trip to Portland and Philadelphia, but they'll go into that road trip off a 3-2 win this afternoon over D.C. United here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. 
Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, from the district or from nearby? Uh, from the district, I believe. I'm going to confirm that. I, I know. Uh, he better be because there's no other reason to play this song. Oh, ever. Oh. I'm, I mean, I am th- and look, I, I'm from not, the district. I okay. I'm, right, I'm well, disappointed with that statement. No, listen. I mean, there's some. There is some. Um, music that has kind of a disco sound to it that I actually don't think is that bad. This, on the other hand. Not one of my favorite. It is a classic. I'm going to have to. Oh, it's to, a classic, all right. Uh, yeah, it's, it, a, it's a classic. I'm going to yeah. have to have a conversation with Dylan to, to get it into the hook next time because oh. that's what everybody knows. That's oh. way before Dylan's time, first off. So I'm not before trying Before my time. Well, before my time, too. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's timeless. It's the hustle, Mike. Mm. Come on. Well, okay. Uh, it, 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 correct. Maybe uh, <laughs> there was also another reason why you choose a song with hustle in it with what we saw no, from Atlanta United. Very today. fair. Very fair. 3-2 uh, Atlanta United win all the goals in the second <laughs> half. Atlanta United come, coming from behind twice. I'll drop my keys on the hustle. <laughs> We've played uh, so much go-go because there's been so many wins against D.C., and D.C.'s known for go-go. A lot more than disco. Right. But we've played so much go-go, and you have to hit the hustle occasionally when you beat D.C. All right. Uh, here's the road trip. Atlanta United's going to leave on Tuesday. They'll play at Philadelphia Wednesday. Philly has not lost at home this year in 14 matches. They'll stay in Philadelphia Thursday and Friday and then fly out to Portland to play the Timbers on Sunday. We're going to do a full one-hour full-time report after Wednesday's match in Philadelphia. So we'll get to Portland then. But I want your thoughts briefly on Philadelphia. And we talked about it at the start of the show. 
if I'm Gonzalo Pineda, I am totally fine conceding possession, putting nine guys behind the ball, and maybe even rotating a little bit to see what you can get out of this match in Philadelphia. Because if you get a draw on Wednesday, you are going to be thrilled with that, the way Philadelphia has played this year. Philadelphia is three points behind LAFC for the Supporters' Shield. They're leading the Eastern Conference. Their last couple of home games scoreline 6-0 over Colorado last night. Uh, they went to D.C. and won 6-0. They beat them 7-0 earlier in the season in Philadelphia or in Chester. They won 4-1 over Chicago. They won 6-0 over Houston. At home, they beat New England 2-1. And then you go back to the 7-0 win over D.C. That's a lot of goals and not many given up. Philadelphia plays the very aggressive, pressing style, very cynical at times if the game is tight but they're going to try to disrupt Atlanta United's play. They're going to try to disrupt any team that wants to play with the ball. In playoff games, we've seen this against the Red Bulls over the years. We've seen this uh, against Philadelphia in playoff games from teams. Concede possession. In a knockout situation, concede possession, make Philadelphia uh, carry the play. They've got some players who can do that. Paxson Aronson is a great, talented young player. They've got others. Daniel Gazdag has been very good this season in attacking situations. But they are built to press. They're built to play without the ball. Is there a way that Atlanta United can go in and kind of flip the switch on being a team that doesn't want the ball as much and handle it? I don't know. That's hard to do in a couple of days. If you have a full week to prepare, different conversation, and you don't want to completely disrupt what you've been doing going into a game against Portland where you're going to need to have the ball and handle things. Can you get an element of it by rotating some players in, like a Franco Ibarra, who's great at winning the duels in the midfield, George Campbell, who's aggressive in those moments, potentially. I think that's more likely. Maybe a little safer, a little more direct from time to time. I don't think they're going to completely concede possession, but the rotation of players could be something we see on Wednesday to try to give a different look to the team that might suit Philadelphia's challenge a little bit more. Wednesday will be on the air 6.30 from Philadelphia for the Five Stripes Countdown. Kickoff will be 7 o'clock on Sports Radio 92.9, the game and the Odyssey app. We hope you will join us for that. Producer today, Dylan Matthews, engineer Miller Pope. Last time we're going to be with Miller this season, I'm afraid. So, uh, Miller, thank Boo. you very much. Great working with you as always. For Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Once again, Atlanta United defeats D.C. United this afternoon 3-2. We'll see you Wednesday night from Philly on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.